0: I want to talk to you about resurrection. There's a guy whose blog I read fairly faithfully. I enjoy him. His name is Vanderloon, by the way. He died and was raised from the dead. And he writes about it, and usually he posts it on Easter. He calls his blog a cut-rate resurrection. He was doing whatever he was doing. And he died, and there was somebody with him. She got a hold of the paramedics, and they came and raised him from the dead. He didn't have one of those moving toward the lights experience that's sort of prototypical of these things. As far as he's concerned, there are simply three days missing from his life. He has no memory of anything whatsoever. Before that happened to him, he was a liberal. After that happened to him, he became a conservative. Before that happened to him, he was not a believer. Now he is. Now, I don't know what flavor of believer he is, but he all of a sudden takes all of that stuff very seriously. So the question that occurs to me is, why is his resurrection different from Yeshua's? And then we have the record of all of the people who were raised from the dead in Scripture. And I actually have a list of them here. Elijah raised the widow of Zarephath's son. Elisha raised the Shunammite's son. And when Elisha was dead and buried, some guys came by with a dead body, and they had to get rid of the body, so they threw it into Elijah's tomb. And when the dead body came in contact with Elijah, the guy sprang back to life and came out of the tomb. We have the widow of Nain's son that Yeshua raised from the dead. Remember, he's walking through Jerusalem, and he sees this funeral procession, a young man, and he raised him from the dead. We have Jairus' daughter who was raised from the dead Lazarus of course I mean he's sort of the poster boy Tabitha also known as Dorcas was raised from the dead by Peter Eutychus was raised from the dead by Paul and when Yeshua came out of the grave you remember there were a whole flock of people that came out of their graves at the same time I happen to think Jonah was raised from the dead your mileage may vary, not a big deal. I think Paul was raised from the dead. Because remember, he was stoned, and they left him for dead. Whether he actually died or not, we don't know. In fact, there was a thing on the Dredge Report, I didn't actually read it, I just read the headline, that some guy was raised from the dead after being dead for 18 hours. His heart stopped, and it had been stopped for 18 hours, and they raised him from the dead. So the question that I think we have to ask is, what is it about Yeshua and his resurrection from the dead that is special we don't worship Lazarus we don't worship Vanderloon of course we don't worship any of those people we worship him and so the question becomes why well the answer that I've come up with and as I say it makes sense to me but it may or may not make sense to you and I've sort of been through part of this before not all of it God has a problem or had a problem because With Adam's sin, mortality was introduced into the world. So when Adam sinned, the promise was, if you eat of it, you will surely die. In other words, he became mortal. Through that, all of us then became mortal. So the first problem God has is he didn't design us to be mortal, but we all got ourselves into that fix. The second thing that is God's problem is we have demonstrated conclusively that we can't fix these things ourselves. Remember, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, the 2000 years between Adam and the flood. We pretty conclusively demonstrated that we are unable to fix our own problem to the point where God finally said, enough, I'm going to sand it all down and start over with one family. And then if you read Israel's history, of course, what you find out is Israel over and over and over again demonstrates that they cannot for any length of time, self-govern. They go for a while and do all right, and then they descend into various things, but they descend to the point where God finally says, you guys can't govern yourselves, and he sends them into exile. So us fixing the problem is not an option. Individuals can be righteous. Certainly there are people in this congregation that I regard as close to being righteous as a man could be. So individuals can do it, but as a species, we can't. And then the other part of the problem is that God has an adversary, or we have an adversary, that seems to have made it his business to keep us from figuring out the problem, even if we could. I'm not suggesting we can, but even if we could, we've got this adversary that keeps messing with us. And, of course, God's final problem is he loves us. So here we've messed everything up that he's given us. We've introduced mortality into the world. We have this adversary that keeps us stirred up. And what God wants more than ever is to get us restored to the way that he made us. So the question becomes, how does he do that? Of course, the answer is Yeshua. You know, the Sunday school answer, and in this case, that's correct. That's the correct answer. But how does that work? Paul, in First 1 Corinthians 15.3, says... For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for your sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. Everybody notice the key phrase there, in accordance with the Scriptures. There are Scriptures that record after the fact the raising of Lazarus, the raising of the widow's sons. That's all recorded after the fact. It is not predicted in Scripture. And I will suggest to you, by the way, that one of the reasons that we have those stories in Scripture is that when Yeshua finally comes out of his grave, everybody has a scriptural basis for saying, oh, he was raised from the dead, because it's happened before. This is not a one-off thing that just happened to Yeshua. We've got dozens of people that have been raised from the dead, so the idea of someone being raised from the dead shouldn't be something that is too foreign to understand. I mean, that's sort of thing one. I sort of think that's why these folks were all raised from the dead, is so that their names would get written down in Scripture, and when somebody says, well, nobody's ever been raised from the dead, you can take them back to Scripture, yeah, it says right here. In addition to which, we have it happen all the time in our hospitals. So that's sort of the first thing. The second thing about all of these people who are raised from the dead is there's an agent who raises them. So in the case of the widow's sons, you have the prophet Elijah. When the son dies, the widow goes to the prophet. The prophet comes back and, and does various things, walks up and down the room, lays on and breathes, whatever. But it takes an agent to get life back into this person. In the case of Yeshua, when he raises people from the dead, he's an agent. It is not the case that these people get thrown into the grave and then just sort of spontaneously pop up some number of days later. There's always an agent. Well, Yeshua doesn't have an agent. There's nobody that raises Yeshua from the dead. So that's different. The other thing that is different is scriptural predictions. For example, we just read the story of the binding of Isaac. How long was Isaac dead? Three days. Because if you think like a Jew, God said to Abraham, I want you to take your son and sacrifice him. The scripture says three days later they arrived at the mountain. So from the time God pronounced the death sentence on Isaac until he was, quote, raised from the dead. And various strains of thought as to whether the actual killing took place. There are some Jews that think that he was actually killed and raised. There are others who read the scripture like it says, which is the way I read it, that the sacrifice was stopped. But the point is, it was a three-day period. How long was Jonah in the belly of the fish? three days. You're starting to notice a pattern here. So the idea is that there's a three-day period between death and resurrection. The other thing is Yeshua repeatedly predicts his own death and resurrection. And it's in all the Gospels. I'll give you an example. Matthew 12:40. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Matthew 20 and Yeshua was going to Jerusalem he took the 12 disciples aside on the way and he said to them see we are going up to Jerusalem and the son of man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked flogged and crucified and he will be raised on the third day so Yeshua is unique in scripture in that his being raised from the dead is predicted As opposed to some agent being called or or finding a corpse and doing something to raise that corpse from the dead. Yeshua, before it even starts, says this is what's going to happen. So when Paul says he was raised from the dead in accordance with the scripture, those are the kinds of things he's referring to. So, going back to God's problem. God's problem is that we're mortal so the question becomes then how does he back that out if we can't do it ourselves well Yeshua is a man and Yeshua introduces human immortality back to earth let me explain what I mean everybody else that has died in Scripture as far as we know died again and was buried and is gone Yeshua is unique in that when he was raised from the dead, he did not die again. Instead, he was taken up to heaven. Hence, Yeshua is immortal. Everybody else that was raised from the dead continues to be mortal. One man introduced mortality to us, to the race. And so what happens then with Yeshua is one man has introduced immortality back to the race as God designed it. That's why we call him the first fruits. That's why we celebrate his resurrection on the biblical feast of first fruits, because he is the first fruits of those who will be raised from the dead to eternal life, as opposed to like Lazarus and any of the others who are raised from the dead for some temporary purpose and then go back to sleep with their fathers. So, what Yeshua's death and resurrection do is God now establishes that there is victory over death, whereas before that didn't exist. And, oh, by the way, he also secures forgiveness for sins, which is kind of a big deal, because in order to atone for sin, what do you need? The blood of an innocent victim. And, of course, Yeshua was an innocent victim. In fact, we sang about that in one of our songs so far. And because he was an innocent victim, his blood does in fact serve to cover for sin. So what we have with Yeshua then, as opposed to all of the other people who have been raised from the dead. And by the way, people continue to be raised from the dead. It didn't end in biblical times. As I say, i got this guy I read. He was raised from the dead. Some guy was raised after having his heart stopped for 18 hours. That's pretty exciting. So people continue to be raised from the dead. But only Yeshua represents the first fruits of the resurrection because only Yeshua raised to immortality and only Yeshua's blood serves to cover for the sins of all the rest of us. So now at the time when we fall asleep we can go to wherever we go secure in the knowledge that our sins have been atoned for. And at that point we are simply awaiting the resurrection and not a hospital resurrection but a God resurrection, and at that point, when we are raised from the dead, we will get a different body. Yeshua looked like Yeshua, but Yeshua was able to do stuff that nobody else could do. Remember, they're all sitting in the upper room, and they got the door locked, and they're terrified, and all of a sudden, he's there in their midst. So he can do stuff that normal people can't do because he is in a resurrection body as opposed to a corpse that has been reanimated so that's why we celebrate today that's why this feast is important and just as everything else that yeshua did there is a perfectly good biblical feast to celebrate the event so you don't have to invent new christian feasts god has got perfectly good feasts to cover all the events that you need to have covered and this is one of them